0: Hey, oh wow, <laughs> and I'm, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm live, live from J Radio Studios in New York, right here, I'm Sparrow, and I'm Beryl. and we're gonna introduce to you tonight a, uh, brand new, uh, character, character, uh-huh, Ooh, what's his name, the name is, Shalom, Shalom, hello Shalom, how are you? Hey, how are you? Wow, <laughs> Shalom, you know, it's getting very boring in here. It's getting very boring in here? what what's we're going to do? Uh, by the way, what are we going to talk about? Well, we are going to talk about, I have just the idea. Hmm, what is the idea? Well, first of all, everybody, welcome to, uh, the Kishwini Hour. The Kishwini Hour, uh-huh. Yeah, and, uh... Yeah, and, uh, I'll take over the mic, Schmel, okay? Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take off the mic. Okay, so, basically, uh, Nisum is not in studio, so... Uh, me and No guys, you're not doing this uh, show no. I'm sorry. You can't do the show like that. Because I am in charge of the show right now and you guys gotta listen to me. <sighs> Aww Marcia, why do you have to walk in now? Oh well I have to walk in because I had to get my show. And yes, the number to call in today. Uh what is the number to call in? Well, If you knew the number. I don't know the number. Well, that's a big problem. And I'm going to tell you the number right now. What is it? Okay. 712-432-4217. And 718-506-9099. And if you want to text to be a junior reporter. Oh, talking about junior reporters. Our junior part is gonna call in a little later tonight. Okay. That's really interesting. A little later? Just a little bit later. Hmm How much later is it gonna be? Hmm I think he said about 7. 55. Oh, that's really late. No we can do seven fifty five. Oh why not? Seven fifty-five is awesome. Yeah, but it's uh okay. Well, anyways, must you have some Mazel Tovs. Yeah, don't you have some Mazel Tovs? Uh, yes, I believe I do have some Mazel Tovs. Well, well go ahead, and spin it out. Uh, okay, all right. Well, here we go. Mazel Tov to Shirley Wexler on the Bar Mitzvah and uh, the kiddish coming up week. Mazel Tov to Isaac Fisher. The kiddish coming up this week. And on the bar mitzvah, mazel tov to Aaron Silberstein on putting on tefillin, mazel tov to Yaakov Pollock, my nephew, mazel tov to you on uh, putting on tefillin and being bar mitzvah, it was a beautiful bar mitzvah, and I really immensely enjoyed it, and all those uh, bar mitzvah kiddushes, I hope I can attend to all those kiddushes, anyways, our reporter is not calling in until 7.55, and on to we go to our best story, Oh, boy, that's a weird story you got. Something about Rev. Nachman. How did you know? Who told you? Well, I looked over your shoulder. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know what? I'm about to get angry at you. Uh-oh. Something tells me you're doing something really right wrong, my Hey, well, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. But you know what? Neeson is not here, and I am doing the show. And I am controlling all the machinery here. What does this button do? Oh, don't touch that! Why not? That's gonna control the radio, boss. You don't want that to go on. Oh no! Oh, what does this button do? Hey, don't touch that button, Shmerl, You know you're touching all my buttons. I, I can't bring you to the station like this if you touch. Oh, didn't you know? kids are always curious. Oh, kids are curious, and um, and I'm curious about the story. What do you say, Schmeryl? I'm also about the story. You also cares about story, All right, so let's go ahead, will you? Well, uh, first of all, I would like to say thank you to Nisim, and I would like to say thank you to Marshi, and I would like to say thank you to Barrel. Yeah, and I would like to say thank you to Marshi and Nisim and Iran. Iran? Uh, why I Iran? No. no, 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 no. Iran. He's a guy who works next door. Oh, <laughs> That, you mean our radio uh engineer who uh does the engineering for our a uh, he does the engineering for our <clears throat> our uh what do you call it mm. okay well anyways here we go Moshe Benachman commonly known as Nachman also referred to by the name Well, if you know the name, I don't know the name. Well, if you do not know the name, I can tell you the name. What is the name? Well, the name is, I can tell you right now what is the name. The name is Nachman Ben Moshe is, come on, spit it out. Anybody know? If you know the answer to that, what was the name of Moshe Ben Nachman? Don't you mean Nachman Ben Moshe? Uh, nope. It was Moshe Ben Nachman. Are you sure? I'm definitely sure. Are you positive? Of course I'm positive. Okay. Well, so, uh, if you know the name, yeah, well, Shmerell, I know you know the name because you're looking over my shoulder, and, uh, by the way, on the bridge of looking over my shoulder, why are you looking over my shoulder? Well, number one. I, uh, hmm, I, uh, number one, I, uh, like looking over your shoulder. Number two, uh... Number two, yeah. Number two, what do you want to say about number two? Number two, you are, uh, about to, uh, lose audience. What? That's not nice, come on. Yeah, because, you know why? Neeson is not in the studio, so... You're basically right now talking to the four walls in the studio. (laughs) Excuse me. Come on, look. There's one guy watching me right here. Oh, yeah? What's his name? I don't know. Why don't you ask him? And, uh, well, we're gonna go ahead and say this beautiful story. Okay. And, uh, when you're done, let me know. Uh, yes, sir. I will let you know to, uh, no end. Anyway... So, Moshe Ben-Nachman, for those who know, who know the name, please text it in, three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. That's 347 If you know the answer to that, of what was Moshe Ben-Nachman's real name, the name we all know him by. And uh, if you know the name, that's great. You can text it in. Because, unfortunately, Schmerl does not know the name, and he is very curious. Um, <laughs> you look who else is curious. Who else? Barrel, Beryl, you're curious? huh. Well, here we go. Let's go back to our story. Moshe ben Nachman, known as Nachmanides, and also referred to by, uh, blank... Because, as I said, you're going to have to text in that name to 347 Was leading a community. He was a big scholar in the 13th century. Now, he had a student. Well, what was the name of the student? Um, I'm, <laughs> I don't know the name of the student. is it better now does the sound seem better now all right how about now does the sound seem better is the sound better now all right guys if you don't hear the sound on my show please let me know by texting it in to 347-927-8398 because we uh don't have any technician here only me and you know what? Sometimes when it's only me, it's min mind that it's only me because I am cook. Well, luckily not everybody's looking at me because I am looking all over the place. And as you can see, I'm right away from the mic. Uh, I gotta bring the mic with me. Hold on a second. Um. So yeah. So I press this button. No, don't press that. Oh, that wasn't good. Okay. there we go. No. Um. Okay. So how about now? Is the sound better now? Uh-huh. Okay, guys, so we're starting the story. Uh, anyways, we're talking about the story of Moshe Benachman, who, uh, if you know the name, as I said, text it in to 347 Alright, well, anyways, back to, uh, back to our story. I tell ya. So he had a student named Avner, uh, Avner, uh, and, uh, hi, hello, welcome, did you bring your whole family? Nope. You brought a friend. Alright, you guys can have a seat there. Okay. Hey. Oh. Yeah. So we got two new guests over here. And there goes the video. It well, does not go to video, sorry. You guys are not going to be on video, unfortunately, okay? Alright, you want to say what your names are? Avram Daba. <laughs> on the mic?
1: Oh, Avram Daba.
0: And. Go- you're you're on, yeah.
1: I don't know. Ful. Oh
0: yeah, and what brings you into the radio station? I don't know. You just dropping in from uh, school? Mhm. Yeah, Anyways, we have. I don't know, And Abraham Deba, welcome to uh, my show. It's called Kishwani Hour? You heard Kishwani Hour? Um, yes, I did. You did hear Kishwani Hour? What about you? You heard about Kishoreny Hour? No. So now you hear about it. Usually there's a different guy behind the scenes. I'm usually just sitting back where you're sitting right now. And I'm usually the one talking from there. (laughs) So you guys get to hear me live. So if you want to step out, you're more than welcome to step out. But sometimes my stories get a little boring because I fall asleep. Okay. Uh, Schmerl, you want to say the story? No, well, you might need to say. It. All right, so, so I'll say it. Okay, all right. Well, so Moshe Ben Nachman he had a uh student named Avner. You have many students, my Schmerl, Don't interrupt me. I tell you, you always interrupt. I'm um, next time. I'm not bringing you. I'm telling you right now. You're gonna bring me because Schmalki's gonna make a lot of noise. Okay. Well, Shmalky's not here right now, so I'm not worried. Anyways, back to our story. Avner was a student of the. Uh, Rabban, and uh, one day, um, by the way, I am not talking to myself now. Now I got through two kids in the studio uh, from which
1: school?
0: Welcome. All right. So, William Kimper Avner sent guards to the shul, ordered to Rabban to uh, come to for him in his palace before his teacher and master, Avner. Shuck to pig. Ugh, that's disgusting. Well, Schmerl, you're not supposed to act like Shmelky. You're supposed to act like Schmerl. Yeah, but that was really gross. Well, what do you want the pig to be, not gross? Uh, I want the pig to be a cow. Well, we can't change the story, I'm sorry. That's what it says in the story. Oh, okay, well, I like cows. Everybody out there, Schmerl likes cows. Oh, right, okay, We not everybody needs to know that. Anyways, um, hmm, I'm wondering why. So, we have a little sound problem. Yeah, I know, and you also got a brain problem. That's not right. <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, Sodor Rambam couldn't contain his anguish, couldn't take his uh, temper and, was uh, like, told him, what happened to you? Why did you fall like this? Well, what happened? Why did you become like this? avner said to the ramban you you ramban said it me Ramban is saying me what do you mean what what did what did i say wrong that you uh became a uh you became something like this you you did i mean i believe i was a very good teacher to you i didn't do anything wrong i believe and i uh did a lot of uh I did a lot of uh, work on you. Why are you, Why did you uh, become off the dark? Why did you become like this? Uh, I did a great job on you because you said in Hazinu that my name is there. And? Well, my name is not there. Ah, your name is not there? Well, I'll tell you. It's actually very true what I said. Your name is there. Well, so where is my name? Where is your name? Yeah, and where is uh, my fate that's gonna happen to me? Oh, okay. So you wanna know what your, where your name is in the Torah, and you wanna know what's gonna happen to you? No problem. Rampam became very serious. Your name, Avner, can be found in the Pusik 26 of, uh, Hazinu. Rampasik is 26, uh, I believe chufbav, chufzain. I just said chufbav, and uh, stop confusing me because now I'm losing the place, and you're losing your mind too, <laughs> Shmero, Please stop. Okay, good. So I'm gonna continue. Well, so tell me, what is the third letter in these words? Amarati at elikim asviti ner- nerosh zechrom so what are those uh, letters you tell me Avner um hmm well it's a resh, aleph, base, and nun and a resh hmm aha so what do you say huh well uh okay and Avner they explain to Pasik Hashem is saying that I'll scatter them and here Hashem is rebuking the people Avner turned very white. Oh no, is there any hope for me? Is there anything I can do to make my affairs go away? The Ramban looked at his forest turned. The Pesach itself says, That Shem scattered them until their memory is erased. You must run away, never to be heard of again. And that's exactly what happened to Avner. Avner was uh, never seen again. Oh no, that was such a sad story. Yeah, it was a pretty sad story. Uh, guys, you have any stories from school?
1: Um, my, 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 Irby said that, that at the end, um, he went in a boat, he a boat and, and, and he disappeared. He, he just sh- sailed at to sea and
2: no one ever heard of him.
0: Yeah. So any story to share mm-hmm. besides me reading my story? You guys, uh, look like entertainers. Um, uh, you gotta think of one. Mm-hmm. Well, until you think of one, I'll just read my own story. Who's the thief? Not me. <coughs> I didn't ask you, Schmerl. You just did. No, I didn't ask you. I was reading on my paper here. You, you don't know? have any paper. You have a computer. Yes, that's true. I do have a computer and they see it right now live. Um, okay. So, who's the thief? Um, I don't know. Well, that's why I'm going to read the story. Three angry men presented themselves in Shlomo court. Now, if you know the story, you can tell me you know that story.
1: me think of a story.
0: All right. Let me know. Well, three angry men presented themselves in uh, Shlomo Melch's court. Your majesty, said the first. The three of us business partners, we went together on a business trip. It was a large money. And the second picked up story. And shortly before Shabbos, we hid the money in a pit. We dug, planning to dig it up right after Shabbos. Shlomo listened very carefully but when he went for it it was gone. There's nothing left. One of us must be the thief. My master, I'd like you to have each of us swear. Shlomo was not in a hurry to do that because he knew that swearing falsely is a big avera. It's a very big avera. You know, to, to swear uh And Hashem's name falsely is like a really big uh, Avera. Well, return to me tomorrow, he said to the three people. Return to me tomorrow, and I'll decide the matter. Okay, they said, and they all went. Well, the next day they all came back. Hmm, I can see that you three are wise people. Before we discuss your case, I would like an opinion about a different thing. Hmm. Shlomo's flattery worked like magic. A boy and a girl grew up together and swore to each other that they were old enough they would become a man and a woman. A husband and wife. What's a husband and wife? (laughs) Don't ask me those questions now. Ask me at the end of the show. At the very least, they decided to ask the other permission before marrying anyone else. Well, years passed. The girl forgot her oath. Married someone else immediately after the wedding. She remembered her earlier commitment and told her husband about it. He said, we can't live as a husband and wife until we find that boy and ask him to cancel that promise you made. They took a large sum of money and set out to find her childhood friend. Well, they found him and offered to pay him to another degree, but and promised, the promise but he was a good man so he wished them a mazel tov and refused money on the way home the happy new couple was robbed please give us back the money the woman said she told the robber about how her good husband was being so patient led her to take care of her promise before they moved in and how good the boy she'd grown up was for refusing to take the money robber was touched and returned the money shlomo looked at the three men who couldn't understand what is going on my question is, which of the people in the story was the most praiseworthy? Now, if you know this story, and you know the answer to that question, you could text it into me at 347-927-8398. And if you do, um... Yeah, if they do... Well, then they get my praise. Okay, that's a good idea. Well... So, Doesn't mean you, Schmel, to text him because I'm a mill of a show and uh, since I can't control five people at once. Okay. So, one of the partners said, okay. I think the wife. Because, after all, she was just a girl when she made the promise. The second partner was thinking. Her husband is, of course, very praiseworthy, of course. Although he loved his wife. But... He left home right after the wedding to find that boy and allow himself to act as a husband? The last partner said, hmm, it's true. Both of them behaved in a really, really uh, great way. But, of course, the boy was a fool. Why didn't he take the money? You are the thief, Shlomo said, pointing to the last person. When you talk that way about a boy, you show that you have an appetite for money. If you have no right to it, I'm convinced that you stole the money. The last partner admitted it. And the other two went home happy that Shlomo Melech was very smart. Now, if you knew that story, it uh, was a very famous story. And another famous story that's coming up right now. But before I... uh... So, you guys thought of a story? Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. So, tell your story before I start my other story.
1: So, it's a story about Ramavadiyah. So, when Chachamavadia was, was a young kid, um, he, he, he loved sefarim, and he used to be in, in Bimadash all day. So, so, so one night, when, when, when the Arabs were attacking the city and bombing, bomb, bombing the whole area, um, Chachamavadia went, went to Bimadash to, um, to learn. And his parents became very worried and 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 they're looking all over the city where he was but but no one found him then then the shamosh of the sh- of the shul saw a light through the shoe window and he said ah oh, who um m- maybe a robbers in the shoe let me go check it out so the shamosh went and he found a little khahamabadya in the shoe and he and he said to him come come uh your parent your parents are probably worried so, so, so he took him out of the Bimadash, and he, he, he was walking in the street, and he bumped into Chacham Vadia's father. And, and, and his father said, um, well, where are you? So, um, the, the, the whole fam, the, the whole family was looking for you. You're, you're very irresponsible. So, so Shamosh, um, Shamosh, Shamosh said, um, don't worry. This, th- this kid will, will, will become a very great man. And he did, and he became the, 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 the head, the the see the of shine. Thank you.
0: Wow, that was a, that was a very nice, fantastic story. All right. And what about you?
1: He didn't think of one. I have one, but I don't know the details.
0: All right, he doesn't want to say it. Okay. All right. Okay. Well. Do you want to say a story? Okay, go ahead. There
2: was once a man. He he was he was living. He came to America in the early 1950s, and he was struggling with business. He didn't have any food, and and every day, and every day he would look. Him and his wife would look in the newspaper any jobs. He would go interview. Person would say, "You're working on Chavez." No, I'm not working on Chavez. Then go find another place. So. He would go day after day, and every week he would get fired from his job. So one day, he found in the newspaper ad uh, that said, "Looking for somebody to to translate." And this Jew was from from Europe. He just came from after the war, he got married. So, um, the so he saw a, a job in the newspaper. That said, looking for a translator that tr- could translate f- um, between mm. Hebrew, um, um, English, and 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 um, Russian, um, um, Russian um, to cut for seals and to translate documents. So, so, the person's like, oh, perfect, I'll go. And it was all the way on the other side of town. So, he said, I'll walk because I don't have any money either way. See you walking all of a sudden he gets outside and he sees somebody to his, and he calls up the he calls the place the place says come right over at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning so the next morning he wakes up so at seven o'clock he he's having chakras eight o'clock goes home eat a few breakfast the hard bread that he had in his house and he starts walking he's walking and walking all of a sudden he outside and he sees a Jew desperate. He's like, "Come in, come in." He's like, "Why? I'm 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 in a hurry." He's like, "We need one more person for a brisk Come, hurry, hurry. Huge mitzvah." He's like, "I really can't. I'm in a huge hurry." He's like, "We'll let you be Samlik. He's like, "Um, oh, He's like, "Okay, fine." So, he 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 won't. So he was Samlik. Then he started. Then so then, see, and finally, it was already Like nine. Ready 9:45 already. He's like, oh, okay, I, I need to leave. So he, f- he finally he left. He was walking and w- finally, also su- and and he got to the all of a sudden and 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 he got there at like 10:20. He missed it. So he went and he's like, he's like maybe I'm mistaken. He's like, oh, we already got somebody else. No need. They called in. Don't worry, we're good. So he was all tired. I very why he's like. Everything Hashem does is for the best. And he started, and he walked home. All of a sudden, he tripped on a branch. Now his leg was killing. He started trudging home, like walking slowly. All of a sudden, he's walking. All of a sudden, twenty people were like suits and everything. Right when he passes the lottery building, twenty people walk out. Hooray! You're the ten thousandth present. What are you talking? Leave me alone! I can't. (laughs) Wow, she's like, what happened? Whatever. He's like, basically, the he's like, the, the lottery, the head person in charge is like, basically, we 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 we, we didn't know if we were very bored, the New York lottery, so we decided we we're gonna count every person from this morning, and we said the ten thousand person will get ten thousand dollars, and those days ten thousand dollars was a lot of money, so. So he's like, okay, I don't care. So they gave him the check. He's like, wait, turn your head a little. The guy needs to get a picture. It's a very good moment. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Taking a picture from this man from that way. Oh well, finally he's like, K okay, you could go home with twenty thousand reporters following behind him. He finally he, he gets home after all the reporters leave. He he gets to talk to his wife. He's like his wife's like, These Americans they don't know what to do with their money. In Russia, they would charge every tenth person a hundred rubles. These people don't know what to do with their money. And 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 in the end and someone asked him, What what are you gonna what are you gonna do? He's like he's like, I was looking for a job. Now I think I'll just start learning Tyra and I think this money could support me for the rest of my life.
0: Wow, that's that's some unbelievable story. Alright, uh, you guys need to go already or no. you still uh, could stay here? Stay. Alright, well I'm gonna read my other story. It's called The Best Merchandise. Well that's a great story. Uh, yeah, um, Barrel uh, uh, wants to read it now. Okay, well I wanna read the story of The Best Merchandise. Uncles was the son of Emperor Hadrian's sister. Well, yeah, well Uncle was the son of The Emperor's sister. Being a clever. Hey, I thought I was reading. Well, uh, you're reading too slow and we are running out of time. Why? Because I do want to put on some music before I go. Oh. And also, I am having a uh, junior reporter calling in in just about 10 minutes. So, I got to finish up this story and then get to my question. Okay, so finish up your story. All right, good. Well, Uncle's was the son of the Emperor's daughter. Being a clever, handsome, well-mannered young man, he grew up to be one of the most promising future leaders. And his nickname was, of course, Uncle S- oh, And thank you to those who uh, just responded to the question about the Ramban. Yes, it is the Ramban. And yes, there is a question this week, so don't worry about that. The question is going to just come up in just a uh, few minutes, because I am running a little bit late because of rev dovi ben shushan's share so yeah we're running i'm running a little late and there is going to be a question right after the story well i'm going to continue his uncle looked forward to the time when uncles would be ready to make a debate on stage of public roman life by chance uncles became acquainted with some of the yiddish families who settled in rome uncles had to remember However, that he was the noble son, most eminent family of the Roman Empire, it was unwise for him to be observed associating with the Yidden. Still more dangerous would it have been had he openly stated his intention of changing to the kite It would only have been a, a big suicide on his part. Well, on the other hand, Uncles felt that he had to go along with that direction to go become a Yid. Well, fine. After a while. He decided, he worked out a solution to this problem. He visited his uncle. During their conversation, he mentions that he became interested in the world of money and that he would like to dedicate some time and effort to become a fully acquainted with the principles of that job. Well, Adrian, the emperor, who was very fond of his nephew, was very pleased at this. Well, he gave uncles this advice. The basic approach to money is the discovery of the merchandise of a highly marketable product, which has yet to come before the public. This type of merchandise, this type of thing, is the most profitable kind of business. Well, that is exactly what Unclus wanted to hear. He gave, now he had the right to become a Yid. And in the course of the extensive trip, he visited the Holy Land, Erich and he studied Torah. Well, he became, a uh, uh, difficulties, he came, overcame the difficulties of the learning Hebrew, and he became a Ger. Rabbi Lezner and Rabbi Shua were the leaders then. Uncles visited them and begged them to accept him. Chum saw that the deep change had taken place in the attitude of the young noble Roman. Instead of haughtiness, he now showed humility and readiness. Well, like all the students of Torah, they finally agreed. And he became a garrer and spent much time. Well, the time came when uncles could no longer delay his uh, his return trip to Rome. Why not? Well, I guess it's been taking him a long time and his uncle said, Get over here before I pounce you. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, The uncle said, pounce you? No, the uncle didn't say that. The uncle just said, uh, I'll throw you in jail. Oh, (laughs) that's interesting. Yeah, well, it is very interesting if you're going to be sitting and uh, watching me from the, the screen, which screen, the computer one, which computer one, uh, all three of them. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, so he was confident that Sham's going to help him, and he arrived in Rome. He paid his visit to the emperor, who quickly knows the deep change. It was a humble person, he wasn't the same haughty person. What happened to you, my dear nephew? Did you meet a failure in your business? The Emperor asked. Who would harm the nephew of the mightiest person in the world? replied Unclus with a smile. Why do you think I see such humility in countenance, my nephew? Well, Uncles decided to be straightforward. I can't tell you but the full truth, my dear uncle. The reason for the change in me is the fact that I spent much time in the study of Torah, the law of Yiddin. What's more, I even went so as far to adopt the Yiddish religion as my own. What? Wow, <laughs> stop yelling like that, temper. Shmeryl, you weren't by the story. Only Unklis is there. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Uncle. continue. Um, Unklis is not reading right the story. I'm sorry, she continue. Okay, good, I will. Well, Emperor's, how dare his face, the Emperor's face grew very red. This was the end, or so to speak, we thought it's the end of Unclus, at least that's what Unclus is thinking, uh-oh, that's my end, my end is near, because he said that he became a Yid, and uh, in that days, a little bit of history, they did not like Yidden, they were big, big anti-Semites. Uh, uh, we know some, too. And uh, we're not talking politics, all right, Schmerl? Uh, okay. We could talk politics after the microphone is off and after the music plays. That Then we could talk politics. Okay. Well, and when his angriness fell, uh, the emperor was very angry. And when he stopped being so angry, you th- disappointed my hopes and expectations of you. Well, I'm curious to know what caused you to become like this to such a foolishness of becoming a part of such a person like you to become such a fool to become a Jew? Maybe there's some young woman who made you b- do it against your will, <laughs> My dear uncle and friend, to be frankly, I must say that no. What made me change my religion? You gave me the advice. I gave you the advice? I would be the last one to give you such advice. Well, said the uncles Well, do you remember, dear uncle? A few months ago, a few years ago, a while ago, I left you. You told me to search for merchandise that the promise of being a best-selling article on my trip and thoroughly studying many countries and conditions i didn't discover any merchandise at the present time it's considered lower or cheaper than the ishric religion and the ishric people well there's no doubt in my mind that will become the most valuable merchandise in the future as novi says this uh, that the uh, the redeemer of israel is about to, uh, to come the from the Holy one Well, I should think no reasonable businessman would miss the chance of such a great profit. The emperor recognized his nephew's conviction and despite his regret and sorrow, he let him go. He did nothing to interfere with Uncle's open conversation, conversion to Yershkei and his life as a tzaddik. And as we all know, he, uh, wrote, of course, he wrote the Uncle's on Chumash and, uh, so that was the end of that story. So, well, this is this week's question. Oh, I think I know the question. Oh, uh, do you? Who wrote the Book of Ruth? Uh, ah, Ruth of course. No, it wasn't Ruth. I'm telling you right now, it was not Ruth. Ah, uh, Schmeryl. Schmeryl, you didn't write it because you weren't even alive. and uh, my she wrote it. No, I didn't write it. Uh, no, you cannot give away the answer. I'm sorry. The kids in the studio want to give away the answer, but I am not allowing them to give away the answer. The question is like this. Who wrote the book of Ruth? Uh, we read that on Shvuis. And if you know the answer to that question, you could text it in to 347-927-8398. Um, and we're going to go back uh to our kids over here. Tell me, what is your hobby? You know My what a hobby? hobby means? Yeah, like. Yeah, uh, what do you his, like to his do? His hobby
1: is eating cocoa. <laughs> uh. My hobby
0: is yeah, to learn. Your hobby is to learn. What, do you, what type of musical instruments do you like? Um, What's your guitar. talent?
1: My talent.
0: Yeah. Everybody's got a talent. Uh. After I, all, I this quite is. a lot of a- talents. You do?
1: Yeah.
0: What instruments do you play?
1: Awful uh, not much What do you
0: like to do? Do you play keyboard? Do you sing?
1: No, my like like Do you I, give Devartoris like the- at home? Yeah, I, I like doing the Bartoro,
0: yeah. he it Likes to learn. He likes to learn, that's the that's the uh, alright, I guess that's a uh that's an a reasonable amount of uh that's a reasonable amount of talent to to become. Would you want to become uh the next junior reporter? Probably. Traveling? What about you, kid? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Okay, well, in order to do that, you're going to have to text me, 347 and that was where you're going to, then I'll be in contact with your mother. Wait,
1: are we still on, are we, are we still live?
0: Um, right now, I'm on live, and I'm going to put on some music right now, because I am getting bored of talking. So... I'm going to put on some music and let's go with some music. Uh,
3: right. <laughs> The Yom Shek-i-Loy Se-Yu u hoy se dai mi i loy The מי אמשי כי לא ישבו בציון, ציון nais do oh ליו עם שקידוי שבות ליו עם in שבות בציבוי סיירו אוי, mi אוי שוי בלעי מיצוי סיירו Le oim שבוס shabos, ne oim shekin shabos, ne jorim shekin is <laughs>
0: That was a beautiful song. That came from the bells. Anyways, talking about another story. How many more stories do you have? I have just one more story. The Abandoned Safer Torah, and then we're going to shut off the show, and uh, we're going to say a good Shabbos, everybody. Well, the story is like this. The Abandoned Safer Torah. This story is a special Torah scroll. Oh, wow. A very special Torah scroll. yes. Well, it was purchased shortly after the Second World War by Rav Pinchas Sudak, and him and his family were uh, going. They were running away from uh, Russia. Uh, my two kids just left. Th- th- thank you guys for uh, coming by, and uh, if you if you guys want to say the last words,
3: yeah,
0: go ahead. What, what do you want to say?
2: Uh, it's a very good, isn't the show?
1: And,
0: and what do you want to say?
1: Um, you're a very good storyteller and I really enjoyed it.
0: Gee, thanks. Okay. And what is your all right. name? Alright. Well, yeah. Anyways, so you guys have any last words to the audience who are listening?
1: Um, I wish you all good night and, um, don't forget to say, say, Safira Yes, uh,
0: that's true. All right, very good.
1: I'm sorry.
0: You have a last story?
2: No last words.
0: Go ahead. <laughs>
2: um, uh, um, uh. You should really you should learn more. I don't know why you're listening to the show.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. And uh, so the story about the Sefer Torah, the band Sefer Torah, the person of Pinchas Sudik when he, uh, yeah when the family ran away from russia escaping from russia under the communists was very dangerous uh the first stage of uh the first stage of that uh thing hmm, i uh, lost where i was hold on in just a second i just gotta do something here um Um, I just gotta do one second. I'm going to... Okay. Yeah. So, we're back here. And, uh... We're back here, and we have ten more minutes. We have ten more minutes to the show. And we're back here, and I'm gonna say the story over here about, uh, the abandoned Safe Attura. The abandoned Safe Attura this is the story of this very special terrorist. It was purchased right after the Second World War of Pinchosiek when he and his family were running away, they were running away from uh, Russia, escaping from Russia under the communism. The first stage of the journey was to get out of Russia was to get out of Russia into Poland. but that's only the beginning. They still had to make their way. From Poland to Prague and Czechoslovakia, the Soderick were together with forty-six other Lubavitch Hasidim who were also hoping to escape. And while they were still in Krakow, Rav met a yid who had a Torah scroll, a Sefer Torah, for sale. This seemed to him like a great thing. It was arranged, and he went to buy it. Such a large group of Yidin cannot travel without a uh, safe the in their path," he said. So, he bought the Torah, and quickly had a wooden box made. Well, finally, it came to the time for the group to move. And it was late at night. And they're walking. And they're walking. And they're walking. And, uh... What they're walking to, I don't know, but they're walking. Um So, yeah, and they were walking. The way was very difficult. As the hours passed, Rav Pinchas wife grew more and
1: more tired.
0: Finally, she could no longer carry the child. She motioned to her husband to take the baby. Rav Pinchas understood that if he's going to take the baby, he would have to leave the child behind. With tears in his eyes, he said, Forgive me, my dear Toyota, but it's either you or my child. I must leave you now so that my children and children's children will be able to have you in the lives forever." Weeping, he embraced their precious Torah and gently laid it in its box, placed it on their tree, and he picked up his child in his arms and went on his way. Well, the journey was successful, and he reached the land of Eretz Yisrael. Time passed. Rav Pinchas kids grew older and established homes where they became Rabbanim and teachers, sharing the other, the faith of Torah and Yishkai they had received from the parents. Fifty years, five-oh years passed. Rav Pinchas daughter, Rabbi Zimbachava, She was already a grandmother, happened to be visiting friends in California. Well, while there she called on a friend of the family, Miss Fagy Estulin, and they spoke of a past. Fagy described how the family escaped from Russia after the war. It's an extraordinary story as my parents were making their way through the woods. My older sister, who was then only fifty, she wants it 50 and says fine. Oh, right. You're right. I'm sorry, my bad. My mistake. It was, she was five years old and she wandered off. The forest was peach black. No one could see a thing. No one had any idea where she had gone. Everyone was in a panic. Everybody was scared. They searched all over for that child curling on their hands knees amongst the bushes the branches on the ground well suddenly my father's hand touched something hard and smooth not a branch or root of a tree it was a wooden box he opened the lid and in astonishment he found a tyra he found a tyra that uh Uh, The caller who's calling, call again because I unfortunately did not pick up the call. So please call again at 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, please call the studio, not the text line if you want to be live on my show. And yeah, and this is called the Kishwiniar, I'm Oishi Grunfeld here. And uh, so let's continue on with the story until the caller calls back. Again, the number is to call 718-683-5858. The text line, only text, is uh, 347-927-8398. That's for only text to call is 718-683-5858. Anyways, going back to my story. Well, suddenly the father touched the box And sitting right next to that box was the daughter. And believe it or not, he couldn't believe it. Inside the box, inside that box, was the Tyra. He kissed it. And he kissed the girl. He kissed the Torah again. And he kissed the daughter again and again and again. And over and over the same thing he did. Over and over and over. Well, he took the Torah from its box. Wrapped it around its body. Tying it around his uh, stomach with his girdle as a belt. He used it to dobbling. That's how he took the Torah with him for the rest of the journey. Well, in the end, they made it to freedom. They brought the Sefer Torah with them to America. And to this day, it's used in a shul in New York. My father has been blessed with good health and good life. No one in our family Has any doubt that this book is because he saved the Torah? She concluded. Hearing these words, the face of Rabbi Pinchas' daughter, Bat Sheva turned white. Tears became out of her eyes. Well, that was the story of Pinchas, and you're listening to right now the Kishoreni Hour, and I'm Moishi Grenfell on the Kishoreni Hour, and again, the caller who was calling over here on the text line, please call in 718- 683 5858. Again, the question is if you know the answer to the question, text it in to me 347 927 3279. That's my number. And uh, if you want to call into the studio, 718 683 5858. I am running out of time. And the question is who wrote the story of Russ? was it uh was uh we don't know i i definitely do know who it is but of course if you know the answer text in to me 347-927-3279 sponsorship is available advertising is available did you know i do graphics and uh yes i do do graphics and i'd be happy to help you out with your advertisement ideas so, you could text me at 347 927 3279. Also, JRU Radio is in badly need of your money. And badly need. This has been the Kishwani Hour. I'm Moishi Grunfeld. and we are going to end the show in a little bit of a song just for you. So, and uh, yeah, have a great Shabbos, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the stories. Back next week. Oh, and an important announcement for everybody listening, May 23rd, there will be a special guest in studio, Baruch Hashem, I was able to pull it off, and uh, I am very happy and gratified that I was able to do it, and uh, thank you everybody for listening to the show. And I'm wishing everybody a great, wonderful, terrific, phenomenal, uh, unbelievable Shabbos. Shmeril, any last words? Yeah, I want to wish everybody a great Shabbos. And Rufus to Menachem Ben Sara. And, uh, and Ben Sara. May all the sick people have Rufus And Beryl, what about you? Yeah, everybody should have Rufus And, uh, please, if you're, uh, have your Tillim in your hand.